Hello, Mixed Net Cases. This is Nick Joss, and I've got a special episode of Nutty Bites for you because they're all special. This one is about hackers in media. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time because every time you see a hacker in a TV show, a movie, anime, comic book, whatever, it very rarely reflects what's actually being done in the real world. But it's always fun. And that's why we're going to talk about it. With me, as always... Hi, I'm Tech. And our guest... Hello, I'm the man of a thousand promises, delivering absolutely none sonorous vox. <laughs> and uh, we're, we've honestly, I think we've wanted to talk about this from the beginning of the podcast. And I'm going to put it out there. We're, we're going to hang a lampshade on it. Hackers. Hackers is pretty much the tropiest thing uh, when it comes to hacking movies. But it's not as terrible as we pretend it is. It's OK. The movie itself, not horrible. The depictions of hacking that the, the the little cookie monsters eating the code. Yum, 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 yum. Well, and that's and that's the problem, isn't it? It's yeah. that we're trying to take what is basically a, a dude that breaks, you know, a person who destroys spreadsheets and try to make it exciting for the viewers of a movie or a video game or something. And it's really, really boring and hard. So they try to zhuzh it up a bit and they always make it look so cool. I mean, hackers itself, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, the interfaces that they're using is like spinning 3D cubes and you're flying down hallways like you're in Tron, um, which is just about as believable as the systems operator they're trying to defeat is Penn Gillette, which I have to bring up every time. Well, every time. I mean, he is some kind of magic, so... I, I love the idea that um, the hacker scene in New York City are a bunch of um, village kids. Uh, skateboards York. and punk music. And yeah. yeah. So they're all yeah. these cool punks with a huge social circle. No, they're not. They were all on BBSs, didn't know where their friends lived, and... Um, so not they, that cool. They conflated like the the skater culture and the the neon rollerblade culture that was emerging at the time with like the latchkey call, uh, kid culture that was really there. It was the, it was the ones who were neglected by their parents, left alone with all the with you know a little bit of resources because frankly to have a computer in that time you had means in your family, mm-hmm. you know resources but no supervision. And they, they, they pushed the two of those cultures together and went, oh, yeah, they're all the same. They're all kids these days. The idea and, that all these hackers are spending their time outside of their house. Yeah, or they're carrying around floppy disks with the, the solution to any hacking problem on them at all times. Like, <laughs> And, and yeah. the, the one thing I will say that's in this movie that uh, got rarer and rarer as time went on because it disappeared is that this – this movie gives us depictions of both hacking and freaking. Yes. yes. Hacking being uh, what you do with a computer against computer networks and freaking with a PH is uh, an attack on uh, the old phone systems before they went digital. Um, yeah. And you actually get to see a freaker when he gets into a phone booth and he gets out his little recorder and he starts playing back the clicks to get free long distance. Um Freaking was a thing back in the sixties and seventies, and it was Captain uh, Crunch whistle. Yeah, the Captain. Yeah, the the whistle that you would get out of a box of Captain Crunch was that exactly the same tone 
as the noise a quarter would make and you drop it into a phone bo- into a into a, a phone booth so you know that's why the first freaker's name was captain crunch yeah and and what i really like about this movie is the beginning of the movie where he's just a kid and he fbi comes in he gets arrested that is legit that is 100% legit yep. that is something that has happened and has followed people through and very rarely when you're watching anything where hackers are do they even try to cover their tracks? Do they ever get caught? Well, Is there ever a, any kind of a trace? Wasn't it Kevin Mitnick that was banned by the FBI from ha- banned by the federal government from having a computer for like 30 years? Mm-hmm. He finally gets a computer and the first thing he does is a Reddit AMA. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the other, the thing is we may poke fun at it, but we poke fun at it out of, out of love. The movie Hackers had a oh, yeah. lot of it right. Yeah. The 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 ideas, the, the terminology they used, the actual types of attacks they talked about, the fact that actual coding was involved, that was all solid, but then you had them like, you had to have that video depiction of it. You had to have that that's on screen because at the time, frankly, it was something nobody had broached as a subject big time. It was that and the net wasn't it like the the, the Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, those two were the the first two that really did anything to do with hacking as the the core of a movie. Maybe somebody needed to get somewhere to be on a computer to enter a password in in the past. Well, okay, we're we're discounting a better movie in this case, but I'll say in that era, it was the first movie that tried to do it. We're uh, discounting I also war want games. To that they also talk about all of that social engineering mm-hmm. in hackers. Yes. And so you had all the, the elements about talking about the most commonly used passwords in the world. Like yeah. having to know those things mattered at the time. It still matters now, the social engineering aspect of it. Um, but they had to. I just took a course to for work on social engineering, with, by the way. Like this is a thing I have to do once a year yeah. because of this. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, and fishing and things like that. Oh, you have to that talk was about, part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to be aware of these things in the modern world because that's the way that that hacking really works is by exploiting the the weakest part of the system, which is the people sitting between the system. It's the old pebcac error. The problem exists one, between two, the keyboard and the chair. One, two, three, four, five. That's a brilliant password. Yes. An idiot would use on his luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Change the, the combination on my, my luggage. luggage. Oh, thank you. Brooks. And, and uh, with hackers, you you know, they, they weren't quite bold enough yet to get to the place where the person at the computer just had lines and lines of code in front of them. Yeah. You know, by the way, I should have said a disclaimer at the beginning. None of us are hackers. No, but we all exist in a digital space exactly. and we've all been around computers since our teens. We, uh, and we, we under- know enough people and we know yeah. enough about the, the, the actual culture and the code and, and enough of it. Um, but you know, modern day cyber warfare is now it has grown into a completely different thing that I am completely mm-hmm. blind to and cannot comment on at all because it has gotten to, you know, let's disable nuclear reactors in Iran. Um, that, let's not. Well, you can. <laughs> I and I mean, did. <laughs> it was done by the most elegant piece of code to ever be put on the Internet, essentially. Oh, oh but, Stuxnet, you gorgeous beast. Yeah. You. And that's and that's that's the reality of it is that you can't. Um, you can, and there are examples out there of proper depiction of hacking, but I mean, really what it is it, by and large is put a piece of code out there and hope it hits the target Yeah, and wait until it hits the target. You've got one it's of two like ways, long either the long, archery. yeah, you've got one of two ways, either the, either the long con mm-hmm. or convinced 
you know, convince Karen in accounting to give you her password, which gets you into another layer, which gets you another password, which gets you another layer. I am calling from the computer company, and there is something wrong with your computer. Can you log in for me? A very very good depiction of that type of social engineering attack, though, because that's 99%. Oh, my God, we've got hacked. They got our passwords. Yeah, but he got it by flirting with Karen in accounting and got her password. Mm -hmm. Is I got to bring up Kristen Ritter and Jessica Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. when she gets on the phone and she puts on her cutesy poo like Valley, hi, can you help me, please? And then next thing you know, she's got all the information she needs. I mean, that, that type of social engineering is as old as time and still works. Yeah, the social engineering la- layers over well with private investigation in general yeah. too, because there's a lot of the same thing. It's 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 exploiting the the weakness of human. Like human beings don't want. We hear something that fits a pattern we want. Cool, we're gonna go with it. Unless like you get was, the real the real skeptical person, but you can play on that in completely different ways because you can get them to do things like if you happen to if you happen to have some uh, some way of watching what they're doing at the time, you can get them to then log into their system and tra- check to make sure. And hey, look, I've watched them. There log was in. a there was a real cyber attack that they needed to attack a closed network in a building, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get to it. So somebody just dropped USB keys in the parking lot mm-hmm. and they waited till somebody found one of the keys and brought it. Hey, what's this? And plugged it into the computer in the building. And the hacker's like, I'm in. I think my favorite is how many times you hear about like somebody just goes to a smoking pit and walks in with everybody. Yeah, yep. nah, yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> so he was talking to John from accounting. He was having a smoke and yeah, let him in. There's, there's a, and there's a fine balance in, in media with making it look interesting visually mm-hmm. And just being bare bones about it, because being bare bones about it has its own appeal. Uh, but I think my, my favorite depiction that comes to mind or came to mind right away is in the Matrix, because the Matrix is walls and walls of code for their operators. It's absolutely just walls of code. And then you have that visual spill that's like the, the raw data that's kind of it's and it's, it's made look faces. a little cooler. Yeah. It's made to look a little cooler. But it's still code. It's still ones and zeros. I, it's I not a the, bunny rabbit bouncing around or something. I love the way that they explained it. And even then, you know, the, the green code that you see fall in the mm-hmm. matrix, it's not even English characters. It's yeah. just, yep. it's just code. Mm-hmm. And I love that one scene in the first movie with the sysop where Neo asks him, it's like, so you're just looking at raw code. He goes, yeah, but you get used to it. I mean, after a while, it turns into, you know, blonde, brunette, redhead and. And he can read the code and visualize it. And then the visualizations that they put in are for our benefit in an audience. I think I mean, Matrix yeah. did it well. Yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't like is that when they're discussing real hacking, it's, um, it's like, what's that? It's, it's like a Mad Lib. It's like they pick the words by having mm-hmm. manatees push balls around in a tank. You know, it, it, it's it's like the, the the technology in a Star Trek episode. They just they just picked words that sounded techy. Well, I think the way like like I agree, the way they visualized it worked really well, and that that I'll give the to the artistry of the Wachowskis. But uh, one thing that always struck me with the Matrix is when he's Mister Anderson, that's a realistic depiction. Mm-hmm. When he's Neo, that is completely off the wall, and now he's a god. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, you can kind of think, you could kind of think in that case, it's, it's, he's now a sysop and he doesn't have to hack anymore. He just executes commands, which, um, I'm I'm so sorry. I knocked over the vase. I told you not to worry about it, but, but that's, wait, did you know I was going to do that? Oh, just wait. What's really going to bake your noodle in a minute is when you figure out is would it have happened had I not told you? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. I um, love that movie. There's, there's a, and, and there are really fun depictions out there. There are really good ones out there. Uh, and then there are ones that overcomplicate things. Oh, yeah. I feel like the less you explain, the more mm-hmm. it works. So give the, a so overcomplicate things. Uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the thing they declare right early in in the in the scene where um, they've got access to Nedry's computer, so they're at the workstation involved with controlling everything. And there's this goofy little graphics user interface that pops up, and someone exclaims, "Oh, it's a Unix system!" The the young girl explains, "It's it's a Unix system. I know this." So the reality is, if she actually knew it, she would hit a couple of keys, open up a command terminal, ignore his user interface, and type in the command she needed. Ten seconds worth of work. But instead, she indulged the graphic interface because she didn't really know it. <laughs> and they it's needed a, kid, a graphic. They needed, a kid. Yeah, but, but or... that's the thing is, they, they needed something on screen, and they needed yeah. something to extend the time to build the tension. But now you're making computers look more mystifying and crazy when they're not. They really do. They, 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 there's a couple of different ways that I find the the depiction of hackers go. One is this godlike. You are a god. And this is where mm-hmm. I'm not even going to talk about Doctor Who. There's a lot of hacking in there, but that's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, <laughs> hacky wacky. We're not going there. That that That's just way off the board. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely the I'm a god now because I'm a hacker mm-hmm. and it's really not that degree. I mean, like in Neuromancer, um, Cage is, is just like, it's also spiritual and everything. And it's just such BS that I can't say on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> and that to me is like the biggest turnoff of when the hacker is God and I can do anything because I am God now. Yeah, that, that I'm in your system. I can control everything. You know, um, in certain settings, it works mm-hmm. in a, in a hard sci-fi setting, like on the, in, in Star Trek, when someone gets access to their computers and they're, you know, shutting down the terrarium or they're, you know, making the, the replicator make cat food and throw it at them. Take that, over the entire yep. enterprise by just. Yep. Accessing the education system. Well, going God. through the edu- going through the education system and working your way through, essentially, right? Like it's mm-hmm. that's a little more understandable because you're in a hard sci-fi scene. Everything is technically integrated together, unless it's not, like in Deep Space Nine, where the system locks them out, and they're like, "Wait, their old Cardassian systems are still in place." That's a that's a fine distinction. Mm-hmm. In a modern setting where somebody gets access to it, it's like, hey, "Watch as I lock this guy's door." Who integrated the door to their computer? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, this is, this is, this is where IOT is coming in because you, when you say, Hey, Google, Hey, Google, mm. open up the door. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. Well, pretty soon. Yeah. And we're, we're moving there because we yeah. live in a world that is one step from sci fi, mm-hmm. but the, the internet of things. Yes. Yes. So, that's what IOT is. Sorry. Yeah. I should have explained that. And, and yes, we're, we're moving there, but even then, like, Unless they're very careful to say at the start of a scene or when they're introducing the, yeah. the, the place they're going to, this is one of the most integrated security systems I've ever seen or something like that. It becomes weird when they can go, Oh, I got into their security system. I'm going to shut down the, I'm going to turn on the sprinklers for the fire system. Those are two different computers. 
Yeah. The fire system is at the front door at a little alarm panel. It's not hooked up to your computer network. Yeah, because what happens if your computer goes down? You can't get your sprinklers? Exactly. And, and this right. is this is why, um, th- but this isn't only with hacking. This has to do with every specialty and oh, niche thing mm-hmm. put into movies and media where the people making the movie are not experts in hacking or race car driving or archery or whatever, or knitting or whatever's in your movie. They -hmm. really don't care. They're experts at making movies. They want to tell a story. So usually they, they gloss over a lot of the fine points, hit the wave tops and put it in a movie. Guess what? Days of thunder is an awful, awful depiction of NASCAR driving. Hey, so is is Talladega nights, you know, Talladega nights is supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a great movie. Um, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, race car movies. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, Ford versus Ferrari or um, the the one with James Hunt and Nika Lauda. What was that called? Rush. Rush. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome movie. Horrible depictions of what actual driving is because hands and feet don't move like that on the controls and you don't need to shift 78 times on a straightaway. But the audience needs to see that stuff. Yeah, we we need to make concessions and that that's okay. Fast um, and Furious, prime example. Yeah. Cars don't drive that way. I don't care. They're fun and enjoyable popcorn movies, but they don't under Oh man, you're lucky that double shot of NOS didn't blow the welds on your intake manifold. That's what you get for double clutching instead of granny shifting like you should. None of those words actually yeah. make sense. You might as well have just said that you've overstacked the dilithium in your in your quantum matrix, and now it's going to fire photons out of the aft. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but they do this in everything. It's just I I, I don't know. In, in hacking, I guess it's a little bit more egregious. It's well, um, it's because they're by and large you have less people. I mean, we're in a society that is inundated with computers everywhere, but but. People are blissfully unaware of how they work, and they want the e- they're 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 willing to go. Oh, computers are magic. It's it's I mean, it, it's one of those things that computers are things that we use every day, mm-hmm. but very very few people understand yep. how they work. And I mean, I think we can all say that we have a rudimentary knowledge of how they work. I can take my tower apart. I can put it back together. I can you know swap memory or put in a new video card. I can reconfigure things in my operating system. I can you know connect to the internet and do things, but. I can't code much. I, mean, I, I can't. Yeah, I've got a bit deeper background myself, but because yeah. you do it professionally as well, but mm-hmm. it's not. But you know, um, I don't think any of us are going to be, you know, shutting down a power grid or you know, uh, well, because steal, the, stealing the decimal point out of the pennies in everybody's bank yeah. account, a la Superman. I, so, I, I, I <laughs> or yeah. or or office space, office or space. office space. <laughs> By the way, on my notes, I have them as exactly the same reference because it's the same problem. It's, Everybody, yeah. and this, by the way, if you if you go deep into like the Bitcoin stuff, that's in there as well. Like this is the, 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 when we come up with these great, brilliant schemes, we have to remember that we're also users and we make mistakes, and that you're always going to end up with some of these stupid little mm-hmm. oh, move the decimal point. Too I, far. I heard somebody describe uh, describe cryptocurrency. As everything you don't understand about computers combined with everything you don't understand about money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, when I talk about like hackers are God, I'm thinking of like Mr. Universe from Serenity. Uh, yeah. Well, Can't stop the signal mail. Like he can do all of these things across time, across the entire universe that the known universe and 
all of this stuff. But in order to get the signal out, you have to be at that one platform for some reason. Well, anybody but him has to. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's there. There are some really cheesy depictions out there. But um, when it comes to the, like the, the 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 talk, the techno babble and things like that, there are some there are some shows out there where, you know, they like they consulted with people. And it, it shows like a good consultation goes a long way because you can forgive some of the, the, the cheesiness of it. Um, there are some unforgivables, like nobody should ever forgive two people using the same keyboard and NCIS to, to counteract someone. <laughs> um, what, what, but uh, one of my favorite shows that I frankly, I got to go back and rewatch because I never finished it was uh, Mr. Robot. Because it's twofold. One, it's it's deeply knowledgeable, or at least it conveys a deeply smart knowledge of hacking and computer culture and uh, social engineering. Yeah, yes. that's Remy Malik. Yes, yeah, Remy, yeah. but also it's a it's a brilliant uh, depiction of you know trauma and mental health uh, issues and stuff like that as well. Because well, yeah, I'm not going to get into too much for anybody who hasn't seen it because it would spoil it right big. But it is. It's visually interesting without relying on the old tropes of, you know, giant rabbits and a Michelangelo and, you know, actual wireframes of a tanker you're trying to capsize. It's, I'll tell you though, uh, Mr. Robot's on my list. I, I only saw mm-hmm. a couple of maybe about six episodes or so. I've seen two seasons. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't make it through because I did not care about the people. Mm. I really, I, I, I didn't care. Um, and that's fine. They, they all did wonderful jobs in acting. I just, it was, he, he is not exactly a likable character. It's true, but he's also, he becomes more likable as time passes or more understandable. I would say another example of this being done really well, that of, you know, super powerful hackers being gods, but also a great example of glossing over the tech because it's not important to the story is I got to mention the game cyberpunk 2077. Mm. We have really, really powerful hackers that can do, um, you know, shut down entire countries, destroy the Internet as we know it, um, you know, uh, transcend existence and live as a computer. Um, But the tech is so far beyond anything that we know that it's very easy to just visualize it because you plug the computer into your head and then you see it with your eyes. So in a video game, they're able to do that pretty easy. And they never talk about coding or hacking or anything in the game. And the game even has these little mini games where you get to play the hacker yourself, but they've distilled it down into these little number puzzles that are very, mm-hmm. very fun. You do it in about 20 seconds. They're super fun to play. It's very enjoyable. It has nothing to do with real hacking mm-hmm. at all, but it's believable. It, it's it's a good analog as a player of a video game that you can go through this. All right, I broke into their security system. Now I can shut the cameras off. You know. Yeah. Um. And I, I love the way they did that in Cyberpunk. A lot of a lot of video games do that really well. Yes. Like uh, Watch Dogs, the series has fun depictions of that because it's hey, I've got programs that are designed to do all of this because the corporation in Watch Dogs CTOS that built that installed networks around the around the around the city they built easy to use graphic interfaces for for their consumers because hey you know hey device that controls everything i don't want to know how to code to do it so yeah. give me an easy interface and then the hackers went cool we'll build our own tools that use that interface and that's that's a savvy way of doing it is we, yeah i'm going it looks like i'm doing something simple but i spent i spent a year prior building this tool yeah 
which um, brings up another another hacking another hacking term, a script kitty mm-hmm. or a script kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. A hacker who doesn't have the ability to make their own code, but just runs other people's for their own purposes. Yeah. And and that very much is you can forgive like hackers for the visual interface for that too, because technically maybe they've just built a bunch of scripts and they wanted to make they wanted to make them look cool themselves. Well, and that's like a, why they're carrying around all those floppy drives. Yes, all those floppy disks and drives. But I mean, I mean, if you were, it, it's like anything. It's like um, like picking locks. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to create a lock pick for every single lock that I'm going to defeat. I'm going to create a toolbox of maybe a dozen common shapes that I'm Mm going to need with the different sizes and thicknesses. And then as I go up to the lock, I'll try my different tools until I find the one that works in your door. It's the same thing with a computer attack. It's you wouldn't create, you wouldn't sit there and raw code and attack every time you would have scripts you would have yeah you'd, you'd look for you'd, you'd run heat. something that looks for an open port you'd run something that then goes and analyzes the use of the port and yeah you have a whole set of software you'd have, to do you'd, that. Have, you'd have your payloads and then you mm-hmm. have your payload delivery and you know it's but yeah. man when they do it badly though and um i cannot let this opportunity go i have to talk about this because it's freaking awful mm. but back to what we you were talking about how you know latchkey kids and skater and skater culture and everything put together. We have to talk about the old PBS show Ghost Rider and the very <laughs> first on camera uh, Ghost, the, ghost Writer. First, yes, yeah, yeah, Ghost Writer, not writer, but writer, writer. And I have a story about that. Um, ghost Writer, um, which is a group of kids who solve low key mysteries with the help of a ghost that communicates to them through writing. So it's all about yeah, you know, it's like reading Rainbow for the YA crowd. And uh, yeah, we have the first on-screen uh, appearance by Julia Stiles at 12 years old as a young hacker, a young hacker wearing a knit cap and a clip-on nose ring, talking about you don't even know what new wave and cyberpunk are. Like, do you, Julia? I'm a computer cowboy. Yeah, exactly. or a keyboard cowboy. I'm a keyboard cowboy. Oh no, Julia! No, 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 no. Mm. Whatever. Ghostwriter was a great show. So I don't know what you're talking so about. So I was I, I love that show too. I was in grade six when I was watching that. And one of the favorite things I remember is it immediately gave me an in with the comic book crowd and the cool guys at the back of the class because they misheard me and they thought I said I was an absolute diehard fan of Ghost Rider. I mean, weren't you? No. So, cage. No, that didn't happen that so didn't well. Happen. Right? So, so I will say this though, too. I will say that when I watched the season of Dexter where she showed up, I was like, wow, that young girl there that, that who I just looked up her name now because I had to that Erica, uh, Erica Dansby led a dark life later on after her hacking career. She was in Dexter? <laughs> Julia yeah, in Dexter? yeah, she's yeah. in uh, one of the seasons that uh, should not be counted. Obviously. It's one of the low points of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. She does a great job, um, mm-hmm. but the series is way downhill. Oh, at that point. also, hey, coincidentally, yeah. Dave Murphy himself, Zero Cool, is also in that. Jason Lee Miller is in that yes. same season. Oh, wow. Yes, actually, Ooh. It was the season of the Isn't horrible the hackers. Yeah, he he's the bad guy. It's the yeah. season of the horrible hackers. <laughs> yeah, he plays a really bad guy. Like, ugh. oh yeah, he's, um, he's ick. He's gross. Very yeah. ick. By the way, just I have to say this every time Dexter comes up. If you've never watched Dexter before, the season with John Lithgow, that season finale is the series finale. It all comes full circle. There's no point in watching anything else. I got. I, yeah. I have a. I have a question for the two of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, computers as we know them now are digital. 
but they were not always. No. Computers used to be mechanical. As a matter yes. of fact, the term debugging a computer mm-hmm. came from, I forgot her name, Admiral Hopper. Grace Ad- Hopper. Grace, Grace Hopper, because she actually crawled into the stacks of her IBM machine to pull out a moth. And it was glued into the margins of her notebook that day because she debugged a computer mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. So can you be a hacker of a mechanical computer? I mean, theoretically, yes. yes. Okay. So, okay. Read so, any of the ministry books, I'd say yes. So, I would like to mention the original hacker. Yes. Alan Turing. True. And the movie, mm-hmm. The Imitation True. Game, if you True. haven't seen it. That's that, mm-hmm. that, that is 100% correct. Because, uh, Alan Turing and the rest of his incredible team at Bletchley Park. And I cannot forget the, uh, Polish secret agents that actually stole the Enigma machines that they tried to then decrypt, but they hacked Enigma was itself fascinating because it's a code based on mechanical spinning wheels mm-hmm. that they were then able to use a mechanical computer to decipher the code, break the German codes using, using, used during World War II and help the Allies win. Fascinating story. If you haven't seen the imitation game, it is a powerfully awesome movie. It's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch plays um, Alan Turing. And if you want to know more about the Enigma machine, you can check out the episode of Nutty Bites where we talk about the Open Enigma project where uh, a team has rebuilt using um, it's Arduino. Open, our Arduino boards? Yeah. Open source, open hardware Enigma machines for your desk. They've also done this for Disky. Cool. So. This will make it a lot easier to send messages back and forth for a certain operation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Then, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. So this is, um, yeah, this is S and T Geotronics. Yeah, we love them. They're, They're really guys. cool guys. Mm. Um, but so, yes, you one hundred percent can be a manual hacker for many. So computers. I haven't seen it, but does the imitation game? Uh, there's a there's an overlap here. Does the imitation game play with the uh, hacking equivalent to mathematics? In that visually they depict math with numbers and, 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 yes, and formulas actually, flying and in really your face. Job of it because it's not, it's not like they don't come up with something really silly. It's more about this is a person working really hard. Yeah. It's, it's not contrived where they get no. like numbers flying in your face and circling around their head. And no, then, no, no, you no, know, no. the confused, the confused mathematics like the confused meme. meme. Yeah. What yeah. was that? What was that show? Where the, the, like the cop's little brother would solve crimes using math, but it was all like flying numbers and stuff. Oh, uh, there's numbers in the title. Is it Criminal Minds? Maybe it's no. not numbers. No, in the title. no, Criminal Minds was uh, a long-standing cop investigation show that has bad hackers in it too. Um, any, but- lo- any long-term detective show. Oh, speaking of which, that'll allow me while you're looking that up to bring up my favorite dumb hacker scene ever. Mm, Castle. Ahead. Series season oh, eight, episode eight of Castle. Numbers. Sorry, I said there's numbers oh. in the title. It's yeah, numbers, numbers, numbers with a three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that's one I've never seen. Um, it was huge. Oh, we lost. Okay. No, I'm here. Things I'm here. moved around. If I accidentally um, move my mm-hmm. mouse to the corner of my screen, it activates my screensaver, yeah. which turns off my camera. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, so number of numbers is a great example of that, that goofiness where they, they throw stuff in there. I think Mercury Rising had the same. The one where uh, Bruce Willis saves the kid who's, oh, yeah. And and there's another preponderance of it. It's like, I'm sorry, but why why on TV do it, are uh, autism and the ability to use a computer really well and hack conflated uh, sometimes? Oh, because of negative stereotypes exactly. of the neurodivergent. That's why. Yeah, and that's the, the whole movie Mercury Rising is yeah. essentially just feeding into those negative stereotypes. So, what, so and it's, y- y- you danced around it and then walked away from it. But why is that episode of Castle so bad? Oh. 
Castle. So here's it plays on so many of my favorite things because it is um I haven't seen the episode in ages if I've even seen it at all, but I saw the episode I saw the scene just today while looking up something. But you've got Castle is investigating something. His wife is also investigating it, but doesn't want him to get in trouble. So they have both uh, found friends of theirs who are hackers. And his hacker is trying to hack into her computer. Her hacker is defending the the multiple firewalls, which have a visual box on them with a percentage of how hacked it is. And then when they launch countermeasures, it cuts to a screen of Rubik's cubes with numbers all over them being moved around. Oh, that's not the worst part. Then it's like, okay, um, they're, they're, we're breaking through their firewalls, but he knows we're here. He's trying to trace us. And all it is is a map of New York with a giant circle that says four miles. And it's like, he's within that radius. We're, bra- we're going, for, we're getting closer. He's getting, cl- or they're getting closer to us. What do we do? Launch a counterattack. Then a thousand cat videos appear on the woman's computer after, on one of the computers after they, t- after she types, um, launch counterattack. She literally just types that. And cat videos appear all over the guy's computer. Okay. We're close. Oh, it gets worse. It's like, we're close. What do we do now? I don't know. Uh, call him to distract him. And she says she's just downstairs. She could be up in 10 seconds for a little bit of happy time in the office. Uh, that can't be. They're in Brooklyn or they're in Queens, right? It's like, wait, how did you hack her phone? You just suddenly did that. And then the count, the end all be all is I could launch a nuke, but will, it will, it will destroy his entire system. So physically she launched a network attack that destroyed his computer's hardware. Okay. All it, all of that is the worst of hacking, hacking stereotypes crammed into one two minute sequence. And it's the thing that kills amazing. me is this is from a show that in their first couple of episodes, they had this whole thing about, we'll just zoom and enhance. That's not how computers work. Yeah. That was so my favorite show, thing. It's a show that has some savvy, but then they just go, and hey, let's get lazy and write the worst well, hacking sequence known that to man. Clearly happened after I left, which was way too late. But it, once they delivered that awful clip show, I was done. <sighs> I want to get back to Mr. Robot if I can. Yep. Um, because that represents something we see a lot when they're uh, putting hackers into movies. And it's, I am here to upend the system. I'm here to make a better world. I am going to change the world. And that was what the so preachy nonsense I saw from, from Mr. Robot. And you see it all over the place you see it in so many of these other movies and tv shows where they're like oh i'm gonna do this amazing thing and even if it's something mild like um uh, uh, mac in in veronica mars whom i love who is there changing people's grades and upending the system in her own little way um Okay, but like, why didn't you just release your parents' debt? Like, what, what, where's the real upending of the system? It's always about, I'm going to topple this bank. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But you never see them. Oh, I'm going to let these student loans get paid off and I'm going to delay all of these eviction notices and I'm going to go in and approve, um, snap for all of these different families. Like, that's what a real hacker that wants to change the world is going to do. Yeah, but, but but in reality, what people that are that kind of very vocal, big, massive activists do do the thing that would solve the problem. Often they don't. 
Exactly. Like a lot That's of these major organizations in real life don't, they, they scream about wanting to do good, but they do counterproductive. And I'm not going to mention any because I don't need them coming after no, me. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a movie that involved a radical group that actually went and did what they were supposed to do, and that's Fight Club. I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, unless you watch it in China. Right, 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 right. But the the thing is, though, the book that it's based on from yeah. from uh, is that the book ends with the Chinese ending. Yeah, well, it's the 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 scene halfway through the movie where they destroyed the sculpture by rolling the ball down to mm-hmm. take down the franchise coffee bar. Yeah, that's the final heist of the book. Yeah, and then they just yeah. tacked on this whole thing about how we're going to blow up the five major credit card companies. Yeah, um, Chuck Palahniuk actually in an interview has actually said that like after the the Chinese ending were for streaming services where they changed it to just the title card that said they were caught. Mr. Durden confessed and gave information, which let everybody else be caught. He was put in an insane asylum. He's better now, you know, like that. (laughs) ending. Yeah. And that's literally what it is. It's just that that title card comes up, which I wanted to do a series of those for other movies, but you know, I didn't follow through because no promises ever are followed through with. Yeah. But (laughs) man of a thousand promises. Yes. But, um, (laughs) but the thing is when he was interviewed, he's like, yeah, that's actually closer to the ending I had in mind. (laughs) Like it's nothing. They, they don't succeed. There's no grand handholding scene in it or anything, but I mean, yes, hack hacktivists as a term are way too much. But the thing is in, in Mr. Robot specifically, um, Oh, what's it? I got to look up his name again uh, just to make sure I get it right here. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam, no, Sam, uh, Sam Ismail, the guy that created the show. Oh, okay. Was he did a bunch of interviews with real hackers and everything, but when he was writing the series and conceiving of it, the Arab Spring was happening. Yeah. Where real hackers Mm -hmm. were really doing things to help people in an activist way, Mm. where the you know the the onion router was being distributed so that people could could get get through the firewalls, where the you know systems were disrupted of communications and things like that. So he had that activism on the brain when he wrote it very much. So uh, he was definitely a little over the top in some of it, um, but I, I like wonder it. How I, many people watch that? Cause a lot of these big hacking TV shows and movies have influenced people as much as we railed on hackers, how mm-hmm. many people in um, infosec and how many people in the, the, the field are mm-hmm. there because they watched hackers and they were like, I want to do that. You know, I want to meet Angelina Jolie. <laughs> How many people watch war games and were like, I'm going to be Matthew Broderick. <laughs> well, and that's the other one. Yeah. The war games was one of the, like I, like I said, it's one of the, the first really cool depictions of hacking out there. Cause like, yes, Matthew Broderick's character was, was a bit of a, a bit of a dweeb. He always is, but he was cool for the eighties. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. Right. And that's the, that's yeah. It was one of the first, depictions that wasn't like the computer guy is the bad guy in the whole situation too which is another thing and yeah and uh, you're right a lot of these these movies the war games the hackers the the tv shows or like the show reboot which was entirely based on the internals of computers in the first place right like all of the all of the npcs mm -hmm. on the show are actually zeros and ones yeah they're little balls or they're tall little stick figures and and the named characters are all like programs or or not or elements of a computer like things like that they they make evil villainous hexadecimal they made computers intriguing right not necessarily cool but interesting enough that 
people would jump in and and run with it. And yeah, I I know I've always been of the mindset where I've been I've been interested in the the computer side of things anyway. So if a show's got a hacker, even if they're a peripheral person, or a show's like like got a communications person, I'm I'm their biggest fan. But this is the so you love Uhura. She's your well, favorite. yeah. But this is the yeah. even before the dance of the seven veils. These these movies about specialty niche things that they try mm-hmm. to water down to make them appeal to the masses tend to be done tend to bring that specialty in badly. Some some of them. So there's all there's there's two ways around it. One, go the cyberpunk route and just gloss over all of the tech to tell your story. And just mm-hmm. because it's not important to the story, how the computer works. So don't try to get it right or get it wrong. Just don't talk about it and move on. Or the other thing to do is hire a bunch of specialists. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am I want to make a movie about soldiers at war. So I am going to hire actual soldiers and take my actors and put them in for six months of hard training. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to make Keanu Reeves do judo for a year before I even let him come close to filming John Wick. And he's going to go, uh, he's going to go do IPSC and IPDA three gun competitions. I mean, I think that was, months I, and months and months and months. So he gets the gunplay down because now he's going to look like an yeah. actual assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of I'm going to take all of my actors and we're going to go to Google and we're going to teach them to code for three years before we make this movie to make sure that they're, de- that the next season of Silicon Valley is the best ever while they sit there and do their little codes. It, no one's going to do I want that. The, I want that dedication to a computer <laughs> programming thing. We're going to get all these people degrees in computer science before they join or just recruit people with degrees in computer science. Or- I really do think the more the less you show, the better things work out. Um, I do kind of want to tack onto that whole hacktivist mentality or upending the world mm-hmm. and mention uh, one of my favorites, which goes into the whole idea of like computers are magic. And that's in Ghost in the Shell with the Laughing Man. Oh, th- yeah, that's from Go- uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Yeah, the standalone, TV show. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. where, I mean, he really is into everything because everybody's into everything. Everybody jacks into this different system. And that is that is when we get to the point that computers are magic. You know, it's more mm-hmm. than just uh, isolated. Okay. We have different computers that operate different things. Um, I think from the first, from the movie and the original mm-hmm. manga, I believe the virus, the, the hacker uh, is called the puppet. Master. Yes, that is the puppet master. And, um, you know, that's another, that's another thing. That's like cyberpunk where the technology is so far advanced. You, your brain is alive in a little box and you can put that box in anything. And now you are that car yeah. or that house or that giant walking robot because it's your brain in a, in a, you know, in a box. Um, so they gloss over all of the tech. And when and, you get to this point, everything interacts with everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what box you're using. They stop yep. telling you how it works and they stop trying to explain it because they'll get it wrong because it doesn't work because it's fantasy. And yeah. I don't, and I don't care. It's beautiful and fun. And the puppet master and specifically the laughing man are some of the greatest villains ever put onto these shows because they're, they're written so well. So you get the, you get the converse, the converse with a show like Star Trek where they try and explain how the computers work through a character Reverse like Jordy. the polarity. Right, like they it's have like an engineer. too much air in a balloon. Like <laughs> Scotty or Jordy or whoever, like you've got the, the engineers that are there. But that's because, I mean, they had to. You don't have a ship without engineers. Mm. You can't have a ship and go, it's so magical it fixes itself. But, I mean, it's forgivable in a scenario I mean, like that. Could. But this Her is where is a Moira. lot of... 
Yeah. This is where a lot of tech, uh, tech based shows will fail though, is because they try and have, or not tech based shows, but a show like NCIS where they have hacking elements to it, where, um, what's her, um, Polly's character, the, uh, I can't remember. Oh, her. Yeah. yeah. Um, Abby. Yeah. Abby, where Abby is there as their computer expert. This is where it fails because unless you have an actual computer expert hired for the show, um, NCIS could have gone forever without having a, a, a computer expert. They could have just said, yeah, we got the guys in the, te- in the tech lab to do this and it's I done, will defend but them she tries on to one... explain things and it fails. I will defend it on one regard. The mm-hmm. character was written based off the actual actress. Um, yes. And I mean, it was a way of bringing that character into the show when they couldn't figure it out. And yeah. she's the best character on the show. I mean, the, the thing you, is, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you're, you're a sailor. You've been on actual ships. Yes. If the engine breaks down and the captain goes to his chief engineer and says, fix my, fix the engines. Yes. The engineer doesn't explain to the captain what's wrong. He just, yeah, yeah guess what? Uh, I'll fix. And then he'll, the captain will know when it's fixed. No, it's, he doesn't. No, well, no, no. The, the engine, the, the engineer, if, if a fix needs to be right away and immediate, yes. If a fix is like, hey, we need to go into port to get this fixed, well, then sure, yes, there's a breakdown, but, right? Yeah, so. Right. But I'm, but I'm, yeah, because these are the parts I need because, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, well, sir, what you don't understand about, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, I mean, here yes, and then- there's not a complete technical breakdown of it, but he'll say, he'll go to some, to the extent where Trek has the techno babble, sir, in the primary EPS manifold, I have this broken down. Yeah. Will be in real life, sir. In the secondary DG, there is a fault that it has to be rectified. Yeah. I'm going to have to fix the solenoid. Sir, the, sir I, the front fell off. What? Yeah. What? The front fell off. <laughs> now, that doesn't usually happen, does it? Oh Lord, no. But where's it did. That, where's, where's that from? Oh, it was a. Um, it's based on a real news story that happened in Australia, oh. where a tanker ship uh, split in half at sea, and the front mm, fell off. But it was a a satirical. Australian news show that did um, the interview afterwards and the interview yeah. was bloody brilliant. It's like, oh, but but you, you, you towed the ship out of the environment? Well, yeah, we, we, we towed it out to sea. Oh, so it's still in the environment. No, I said we removed it from the environment. Well, where'd you put it? Well, in the middle of the ocean. Well, what's out there? Well, nothing. Fish? Sure. What else? 180,000 tons of crude. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Another Another example that I love and I will always love this when it's done well mm-hmm. is again not explaining too much um oracle in the batman comics she's an amazing hacker and we don't have to explain what she's doing no because batman glosses over everything we don't know how any of his bat nope. gadgets work we don't care anytime they try to explain it that's when the adaptation falls apart the more mm. like you know comic booky, the better it is. Um, I like they 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 try to explain things with Cisco in the Flash, but honestly, like the less you explain, the better it's gonna be. I'm gonna be much more interested in your skills and go, oh wow, you're really amazing. You know what you're doing. And what I love about Oracle is that you know way back. Babs, she's a librarian. That's why she knew everything because she was cross-referencing. She was doing it analog before computers came about and then computers come about and bam, she's Oracle. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that. Um, and, and and there are depictions that are like the, the, the Oracle or the, the, um, in, in the guy in the chair. Well, I was going to say Spider-Man, the guy in the chair, the Ned yeah. role. Yeah. Um, in the Ned, like the, the guy in the chair role is done really well because 
Yes, you know that that tech person in the background is doing all these crazy hacking things. Yes, you know, hey, I got, I, I, I've looped the camera feed, but they didn't show the person sitting at their computer doing the code, or they didn't show crazy yeah. stuff. Oh, um, uh, I cannot one, remember the name of the, uh, another great example of that. Uh, the uh, the Punisher show with John Barenthal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the dude in the chair. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Which I is know it. yeah. Um, Micro, uh, microchip micro that's it micro, micro. yeah yeah um one of the other ones that does it really well is i just i got reminded enemy of the state mm-hmm. there's a yeah. bunch of high-tech stuff there they show some kind of cool graphics but what it really is is usually inlays of a satellite like an nro satellite feed yeah. or something like that or like little things that go hey there's a lot of high-tech behind the scenes going on here but don't play it up too much and of course come on don't do you blend do you even blend do we want to talk about swordfish? Oh, <laughs> I was going to go to a That's more the other end of the spectrum guy in the entirely. chair, and I'm going to be really careful not dropping any spoilers because it's a recent show; it hasn't been six months. But Peacemaker with mm. Economos, I like. He's Economos. a fantastic guy in the chair. One of my favorite things is at, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but at one point he has to change somebody's fingerprints, and so he changes it to somebody else. And there's this whole argument of you could have changed it to anyone else in the world and you chose that person. But it's and it's never talked about how he did it. No. They didn't spend a protracted scene. It's just tech guys there. Tech guy did cool tech things. Awesomely bad fallout. And what I love <laughs> is that it's, oh, we just swapped them out yeah. for another file. Not we deleted them from the entire system and database, yep. which is what you Because, I mean, see. that's that's always the best depiction is when somebody exploits the one thing that, like, for every phone call in the United States since the, like, 60s, even beyond, before that, has been rec- has been monitored at, uh, by Lake Mead, by the people there, the, the friendly people who are probably listening to this conversation right now. Hello, and, hey, know who how you doing? Who? But anyway, that's how they do so, billing. So this is the thing is they, they do billing that way, but they also do listen for keywords and record every conversation that has a certain list of red flag keywords. The problem is that that database of keyword, that database of calls is so huge, but the problem is there's so much bulk data out there that you're never going to find what you want. So yeah, we swap the, we swap the fingerprints because nobody's going to find them. Unless you know what to look yeah, for. Yeah. Unless you know what to look for. It's it's one of these things where the, the the you know the movie wants to make this part of the story exciting, but the reality mm-hmm. of of like anything is that this is very very dull. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you it's see a- this a lot with with many many things. Um, another another example that I'll bring up very very quickly is that until very recently in movies, cooking was mm-hmm. always glossed over. Where just somebody goes into a kitchen, food comes out, and it's prepared, and it's delicious. Her and mother it's a the seven- crab helped. What? Lobster yeah. Thermidor. Right. Yeah, yeah. Lobster Thermidor in a microwave made out of Lego. Or, but, or I was thinking WandaVision. But. Uh, yeah, exactly. But not until um, uh, that John Favreau movie. Chef. Chef. Chef where yeah. he actually went to culinary school and actually had chefs teach him to cook so that it looked right on set. And then guess what? It was just looking food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants Cuban um, sandwiches? Uh, and the, and the reality of it is to, and a lot like food, hacking, hacking or computer related to anything comes in two varieties. And both of them are absolutely horrible for, t- for TV. It comes in either pull up a program, click, click, click. It's done. 
which is too easy and too lame to show on TV, or it comes in hours and hours of hair pulling, head smashing, bug uh, bug detecting, or waiting for something to compile that is also too boring to show unless you montage it. I am a big fan of a montage. We saw it in Hackers. Yep. We saw it in Chuck. I'm going to yep. need, you know, uh, uh, Shasta soda or Mr. Pib or whatever it was mm-hmm. that he asked for and a stack of footlongs from Subway and, uh, in yeah. order to get through this. Those are the, that's the best way to get around the, the long yep. ones is a montage. But somewhere along the lines, people went, Oh, we can't do another montage. Just throw some crazy graphics and cat videos up there. It'll or work. Just, just have Willow clack a few keys and suddenly she's in and she's got the building schematics for some reason. You know, that'll yeah. work. And, and it, yet yeah, and, she never uses those powers for good. Just saying like, movies could have gotten Buffy yeah. on the payroll somehow. Movies are bad for the movies and TV are bad for this in general. Time management or ah. time the the valuing of time mm. time is such a fluid thing you would think that everything was doctor who because it's wibbly wobbly and all over the place because it will take a person two seconds to hack a computer system but 20 minutes to reload their shotgun right or, like it's just <laughs> this is a big thing you see in like those procedurals uh they hear about oh there's a dead body and it's daylight out and then they go to yeah. the scene and it's mm-hmm. nighttime it's or like, they're what, or, what took you so long? Or they're in a conversation and they're talking about, hey, had, did you hear that, you know, did you hear that uh, Jenkins got shot? Suddenly they're in the car. Yeah, he got shot in the back of the head. Like what? You waited until you got into the car to answer his question? Like there's <laughs> like, just there's there's such inconsistency. Yeah. Absolutely. And hacking is one of the things that falls victim to that all the time because there's no proper valuation of it. And it comes down to like in the screenplay they've written maybe three pages to describe the scene. And someone's like, no, 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 cut that all. What I like is happened. Um, how Cowboy Bebop does it with Righteous Ed, where they'll be talking about something and Ed is just in the background singing or doing something, t- clacking away on the computer. And then, oh, we need to go here. Why? Because that's where your bounty is. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of thing is the pro- like is a really satisfying one where you can see something's going on in the background and maybe but they like, light a few screens up Ed's or whatever. Ed's not doing it over two yeah. seconds. Ed's doing it over the entire mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, something like that is really fun to see. And you'll see it occasionally where, you know, the person you know is the tech character is there in the background hovering their back and forth, they're bouncing around. And then they show up at the right moment. And it's it's dramatic as well. It it follows the proper rules of drama as well to pop in and go, hey, I have the solution. Where have you been this whole time? Finding the solution. So um, (laughs) before we wrap things up, I have a question for everybody. Yep. Who is one of the most believable hackers that you've seen? In me. I'm going to have to go with um, the, the character that Remy Malik portrays in Mr. Robot. Believable for two reasons. One, because he's, you know, his hacking techniques and methods and everything are, are, are right. And two, because he's also a ball of anxiety and depression like any good computer programmer is. <laughs> Nutty, what's yours? I got to look mine up. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm kind of split. I, the, on the one hand, as much as it's a horrible interface and everything and everybody makes fun of it, I do love the idea that um what's his name um you think of johnny mnemonic the fly what's his name jeff goldblum jeff goldblum wants to give an alien ship a virus okay the fact that it is just a as they keep joking cable repairman that notices the pattern and he's like Mm -hmm. uh they're counting down to something okay now what am i gonna do and it's just like such a mundane thing and i i love that but the fact that the alien spaceship is mac yeah that that that's gonna have to throw that one for me so 
I'll instead go with my favorite conspiracy theorists out there, the lone gunman. Yes. Glad you brought them up because I forgot about because them. Because that to me is the most realistic. They are paranoid. They are locked in a basement. They do not want to Look, see people. Best spinoff that suffered from the worst release timing ever. All right. Um, I will mention um, a character from Cyberpunk because I like that game so much. Okay. And that I will talk about Alt Cunningham. Mm. And I will give no spoilers, but I will say that Alt is a fantastic depiction of a hacker. And what happens to hackers with unlimited godlike powers in a universe that lets them exist? Mm -hmm. That is fair. And she's a pivotal part of the game. And your interactions with her, they they allow you to shape. I think that's kind of cool that the end of the game has many different branches that it can take. And what you choose to do with those unlimited godlike powers and how you choose to interact with them can completely change how you will play the game or I will play the game. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. And so your ending, is it different? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like a, I don't know. There's, what, there's about seven or eight of them. Seven or eight different endings. That's what I love about it. Because like completely as, different because there's about four major factions and you can ally with any of them. You can ally with none of them. You could betray all of them. You can be selfish. You can be for the people. You can be for uh, your romantic partner. Uh, you can yeah, do be whatever for the you booty. Want. Huh? Just be for the booty. For the booty. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love that because as great as Mass Effect is, you're still funneled into an end. Four different endings. Yeah. There's four different endings to, to Mass Effect. Okay. I don't know. I never finished any of them. And at least at least three, I think, for Andromeda, if I remember correctly. But there are... Oh, I didn't even get halfway through that game. I, I kind of regret not finishing it in Andromeda because it had a lot of potential, but it was just so weirdly wonky on debut. It was it, like the Uncanny Valley was tweaked so badly by the the animation in that. Eh. Yeah, but a lot of that. I, I anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll talk so. about Andromeda another day. But um, no, Mass Effect uh, funnels you into a an end state, and then yeah. how you play within that end state. And a lot of people got mad because it didn't end with flags flying and the band waving, and everybody because they weren't paying attention, and nobody lived happily ever after. And they didn't like that. So there was a, a lot of people upset about that. The endings, the original endings didn't bother me. The new endings didn't bother me either. They're okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like overall, I've, I've, I've always been kind of, I've always laughed at the depiction of hacking in media. The depiction of hacking, hacking in media is one of those things you can be like, ha, 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 that's kind of, that's goofy, but it's not offensive. Right. It's not it doesn't just make me want to quit and walk away from a show. Even the worst depiction of hacking in a show, I'll be like, oh, well, that's horrible. But I'm not going to walk away from the show. Like <laughs> like Tech has said before, this is true of any specialty. If the show still has a good story mm -hmm. and a good cast and something good to say, you can forgive it. But yeah, if but, this is on top of a bad story, that's yeah, when you lose it. But you can't forgive like you can't forgive just horribly wonky, like medical practice or something like that. I, I, I've walked sure away from shows. Before. That's almost ah. every medical show. Ah, yeah, I know. Right okay. Now. There's some, though. There's some House. things that just make me. Gray's yeah. Anatomy. How much well, yeah. pointing and it, do you think is actually uh, going on? And I'll tell you this. And by the I way, watched, that is the grossest thing ever. I'll tell Sex you this. I've, I, I've watched like two episodes of shows like that because it's like, this is so bad. I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, you give me the worst show about hacking ever, and it might be just because I've got a computer background. I'll laugh at it. I'll watch it constantly because it's so bad. 
right? It's it's a little bit different in my world for that, I guess, in my brain. I think the only thing that I I don't see often enough, I think, is just people saying, yeah, I'm going to make sure that you can't tell where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I'm not going to go for my own location. I'm going to move locations. I've, I've got, I'm pinging across the world. A couple like of that. those are really good. Um, the Die Hard, the last Die Hard movie, mm. um, as cheesy as that movie got. Like I'm going to launch a motorcycle at a, at a, at off a off a barricade at a helicopter to take it out. Bad. I mean, it's a diamond um, movie, so yeah. But the hacking in it was weirdly good. Like we're going to use old neglected defense satellites to obscure our movements, and even then, we're not going to hack from somewhere because they were in an, they were in an RV driving around. Like that's some pretty savvy stuff, right? But it's rare. It's rare. The thing I saw uh, about Die Hard the other day that it was originally offered to Clint Eastwood, but he turned it down because he didn't get the jokes. Man, Clint Eastwood in that movie would have been a whole other level of boring. All other level. I mean, I just, I, <laughs> you know, just think of a Bruce Willis. Like, where would his career be? He'd still be cast as the romantic lead. Hudson Hawk. Hudson he would have been Hawk. doing Hudson Hawk too. No, that still came after Die Hard, didn't it? Oh, did it? Can I get a movie where Hudson Hawk meets Hawk? Oh my gosh! And Hawk just smacks the smack out of him. <laughs> Hawk. Hmm? Hawk, Hawk from um, uh, Spencer for Hire. So Avery Brooks. Avery Brooks, Captain Cisco. Okay, I haven't seen the show. Oh, it's but it's, that'd be funny. It's amazing. It's, it's pre D uh, pre DS nine. Yeah, where he plays oh, okay. the, the the coolest guy ever. Yeah, that imagine was... that. Imagine that. Avery Brooks playing a cool guy. You are right. By the way, Hudson Hawk came three years after Die Hard, and oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, exactly. He never would have been cast for Hudson Hawk. He would have never recovered from Hudson Hawk that if he hadn't awesome. done Die Hard. No, uh, so Spencer for Hire um, was like regular TV watching, and when they cast Avery Brooks at, in Star Trek, everyone was like, "Really, Hawk? Hawk? Really?" Yeah. So if you see, uh, if you watch Deep Space Nine, he's a lot more mellow in the beginning of the series, and then he kind of gets his uh, his hawk tendencies come back a little. Okay. All right. Any other hackers you want to mention before we wrap this up? That's on my list here. Oh, I have to give a big boo to the Matrix for any time Lawrence Fishburne is talking are all of the worst parts of that movie, and I think the worst speech in the first movie is when Neo wakes up aboard the Nebuchadnezzar and he's explaining how, and this is where we broadcast our pirate signal. Shut up. Just just broadcast our pirate signal. Yeah, then, then in the second movie, he starts by completely blatantly ripping off Shakespeare, where he starts a speech with the friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your okay, ears. Okay, okay, but we're not mad at Lawrence Fishburne over this because he's still delivering he's these lines flawlessly. Still the gravitas. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, I'm uh, mad. Okay. okay. Going across, I'm going to cross into a world you've already mentioned before uh, Before tech. Mm. Uh, Ramsey from the Fast Movies. Come okay. on now. Let's let's hack all the uh, all the government computers in the world, despite the fact they have something called the God Eye, which literally will allow them to survey everything in the world somehow. Like, What? Well, yeah, don't they? They so they got... knew less about computers than they did about cars in that series, and ah. even and slightly more about computers than they knew about submarines. Well, I have one hacker that is a lot more lovable by at least the three of us, mm-hmm. and he goes by the name of Gimpy from Undergrads. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, oh, what was his hacker name? I thought it was Gimpy. No, 
um, Justin Gimpy. No, Taylor. G Prime. G Prime. G Prime. Because then he meets his alter ego, She Prime. That was. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, I got another one here. Of course, the uh, the good old James Bond hacker Boris. From which the, from Golden from Goldeneye. Oh gosh. Okay. The guy who who had the lewd uh, the lewd uh, password that he gave the the clues to to get into his system is like here you want to hack into my system I'll give you clues to get it to my to get my password huh. That's <laughs> ah uh, yeah. Any uh, hacker, when bo- when a Bond villain gets a computer. Yeah. Any hacker in a in a show that is not primarily about hackers that decides to put a hacker into it, a plus. A plus. It's it's gotten to the point that um it, it's like okay I'm I'm building a movie I've got a heist going down or something I need the, I need the muscle I need the this I need the that all right now we need a hacker why do we need a hacker I don't know we just need a hacker just write one in there I would be remiss by the way if I didn't mention because I mentioned the movie but I didn't mention my the best hacker in the movie entirely mm-hmm. in Johnny Pneumatic Jones Pneumatic. Johnny Mnemonic, sorry, Jones. <laughs> Johnny Pneumatic. It's all about air tabs. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's a different. That's a different channel. We're not allowed to mention on here. But anyway, um, no, Johnny Mnemonic, Jones, the dolphin. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the dolphin with the computer put into his brain because um, you know because that is frighteningly that, realistic. Wait, I have wait, worked with wait. military units that employ dolphins in them before. Which is came it? first, Johnny hmm? Mnemonic or Sequest? I know it was probably Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic, Mnemonic because it's based mm-hmm. on. Uh, Gibson's work. Darwin didn't have a computer in his head. He had Jonathan Brandis make a translating software that translated his bleeps and and whistles, bleeps and clicks. Might as well have been a hacker. Sequest was two years prior. Oh, wow. There you go. Or as far as the the depiction on screen goes, because the short story was. We know that John Mnemonic is based on. Again, I'll say Jones was one, a realistic Mm -hmm. depiction because I have worked with military units that you employed dolphins before. Right. And two, He's a lovable dolphin. Were, not, were the actual military dolphins employed as hackers, though? No, they were employed to find mines. Right. <laughs> For fish. Yes. Yes, yes. Exactly. No, I get it. And that was what we thought about hacking in the media or, or hackers in media, you know, movies, TVs, all, all of that stuff. Um, do they get it right? No. Is it because they can? Probably not. But sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're really bad. What was your thought? Who are some of your favorite hackers in movies, TV, and uh, books? And um, let us know what we got right and wrong, because we know we got tons of it wrong. <laughs> you can always contact us on the Discord. You can contact us on the Facebook or the other social medias. Just listen to it on the outro. Talk to you next time. Bye. And before I go, I want to thank the patrons without whom there would not be two episodes a month. We would not be able to pay our server fees. And this may be a very different podcast. So thank you so much for keeping everything going, keeping the lights on and keeping this recording happening. Thank you so much to our top tiers, uh, to Jax, to Jason and Rich the TT. Thank you so much. And to our patrons of the arts, thank you to Andy Holly Mack, uh, Mark Cavett, The Encaffeinated One, The Bathtub Mermaid, Paul, Susanna, 
and all of you other patrons. Thank you so much. You are the ones that keep the lights on. You are the ones that keep things going. So thank you to Cliff, Grig, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Mike, Patrick, the Radical Geek, Shane, Stephen, Will, Zach, and Zach Man. Thanks so much. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-NUTTY42. there at the dawn of the third days of podcasting. It began in the year 2014 with the start of Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast located at downbelowpodcast.com. It was a port of call for geeks, nerds, podcasters, and wanderers from all over the world. It could be a silly place, but it was our last best hope for intelligent analysis. Under the leadership of two veterans and two new viewers, Down Below was a dream-given forum, a place where everyone could come together to discuss the show with mutual respect. Down Below was the first of the Babylon 5 intro cast. Listen to a story on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or downbelowpodcast.com.